At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the numbers told the story they always do this is a numbers game with gil alexander on vsin one of those idiots who believe in analytics Hour number two of a numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubos Link, A+, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV. Over you're taking us in. We appreciate it. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, you good today, man? Quiet. Very quiet. I just uh, t- taking a little bit lo- longer for my voice to uh, join join the program today. That's all. <laughs> Ke- Kevin Harlan Light, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Parlay. Is that who you get compared to, your voice? Jeff Har- uh, Kevin Harlan? Or is that just me? I think that's just you. Oh. You're kinder than others. Really? Oh, it's Kevin Harlanish. Yeah. No, the uh, the one that I keep hearing is the Gilbert Gottfried, but he's more shrill than oh, I. Oh, I don't hear that at all. Way more shrill. I don't hear that at all. Ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, it's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? Good. Wearing his Rams paraphernalia once again. You're going to the Super Bowl no matter what, right? Rams or or not. Rams or not, unless uh, the prices spiral out of control. But uh, Tampa's out, the Bills are out, so a lot of the the big money teams that really would have driven the prices up are gone. Green Bay too. That was uh, that would have made the game way more expensive. Do you have Rams futures? I do not. I'm I'm not having the the best NFL futures season. My uh, my best futures were were long shots on the Saints and stuff like that, that never really even made it out the gate. I had, I had a little on the Packers. Um, the only future I have is uh 49ers 25 to one to win the NFC, which uh, I don't think it's going to get there. At least I hope it's not going to get there. I was going to say you were not having, that's a great future to have right now, but I, I know that you're, yes, I know you're, <laughs> you're conflicted. That's the, that's why you don't view it as a good thing to have. That's awesome. 25 to one on the Niners. Good for you. You just don't yeah. think it's getting there. But it'll uh, even if it wins, it's basically kind of one of those futures that just uh, yes, kind of like. clears all the the negative futures. <laughs> not so much winning. We went through uh, MVP, the MVP market, the Super Bowl MVP market yesterday. I'm curious if you're getting involved in this at all, because typically I won't talk about that. But this year, as we as we discussed yesterday on the show, you have four teams right now where. You know, you have a presumptive offensive player of the year in Cooper Cup with the Rams, presumptive rookie of the year with the Bengals in Jamar Chase. You have a, you know, the weakest of the four quarterbacks in Jimmy Garoppolo who has Debo and Kittle, which no one would be shocked if the Niners got to the Super Bowl. One of those two guys got it. And then, of course, with with your uh, with uh, excuse me, pardon me, with the uh, with the Chiefs. Not only is there Patrick Mahomes, but of course there's two household names in Tyreek 
and Travis Kelsey. So it is this unique sort of situation where all four teams and, and 31 of the previous 55 Super Bowls have had quarterbacks as the MVP, but there's been seven wideouts and there's been seven running backs and there's been others. So I'm curious if you're getting involved in this at all at this point. I have not jumped into the the Super Bowl MVP market ahead of time, but just looking at those numbers, obviously Joe Burrow 10 to one would stand out if they somehow beat the chiefs again this weekend. Not, not particularly expecting that, but having 10 to one on Burrow in the Super Bowl at MVP is a huge prize. He'd, he'd be a short favorite, you know, with the other quarterback in that game, depending if it's Garoppolo or Stanford, uh, Stafford, excuse me, uh, cam Akers 50 to one. He's been getting a lot of carries. I like him. Um, I actually, I have one bet that I made on him before the playoffs started to lead the, uh, the NFL in rushing during the playoffs. It was 28 to one. Then it was 14 to one. Now it's plus 450. He's the second favorite behind Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's also a, a sort of a Rams derivative I have, but, uh, I would definitely be looking at, at the prices on the screen, the bet MGM prices. I would be looking at guys at, at big numbers like Odell Beckham, you know, you're looking for non quarterbacks that can really influence a game could, could score touchdowns. Um, otherwise I go defense and Aaron Donald 35 to one, I would probably need closer to, you know, 50 or a hundred to one to bet Aaron Donald for MVP, just with the, uh, you know, the, the, the lack of defensive players ever winning, but I always skew towards defensive players. Um, given the big odds. Did you make any bets? I know you have the Rams, uh, obviously the Rams love as part of this, but did you make any bets on the games this weekend? Either of the two championship Rams games? are uh, Rams on the money line. I think uh, minus minus one seventy is the price I got there. That's, that's mostly sort of a, not, not, not a hedge against San Francisco, but, but I, I think the Rams are the right side. It's just, it's a tough spot to beat a team twice at, uh, you know, on the road and within a month. Um, I I'm just not feeling it. I, I do. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers did win, but, but I, I think the Rams, you know, take, take this one. Um, the, uh, the chiefs game, I think, I think the play there is the chiefs money line. Um, I, I haven't laid that yet, but, but I, I don't get the Bengals love. I didn't like them last week. I, I correctly predicted that line was going to move out to four. It took three turnovers to, to win a, a, a by a field goal. Um, now they go into Arrowhead and, you know, Joe Burrow has, has outperformed, uh, every, every step of the way, essentially. Um, but I, I think chiefs chiefs take it here. Minus three thirties cheap for a, a game like this and a championship game. Give me a chiefs Rams line. What do you think that would be? Super bowl chiefs going to be favored. Um, I don't know. What was, what was the line when they played? Do you remember when they played at the Coliseum? I, I was at that game too, actually, but, but you, I don't remember the line. You mean four years ago when they played Jared Goff? Yeah. Well, but I mean, oh. obviously it doesn't, it, yeah. I, but, but it was a great, you know, they scored, it was like 50 points each or so. That was a great game. That was, it, the, it would, that was the game where we all came in here afterwards. I'll raise my hand. I'll just speak for myself. And everybody's like, this could be the game that changes the fabric of the NFL. Remember that? It was just, and that didn't <laughs> yeah, happen. Did it, it didn't happen at all. That's right. Well, yeah, was that, was a, that was a fun game to be. Oh, at. it was that phenomenal. Was it was such a good, I, 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 they'll probably be what, like two and a half, three, three point favorites opener in Super Bowl. Yeah, I would imagine so. And against the Niners, obviously, they'd be more than that, I think, right? They'd be a little more than that, even though the Niners at that point will have beaten everybody right on the road 
Jeff, you wanted to chime in here? For what it's worth, the look-aheads that I saw this week were shorter than I would have expected. Kansas City was only one and a half against the Rams one and, and two half. and a half against the Niners. No, that's – Which that, seemed awfully cheap to me. That seems awfully short to me. Yeah. And then if it, if it yeah. were – Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think people would bang the Chiefs to three if that was the case. And then if it were the Bengals, the Bengals would be dogs of how much, Jeff? What was the look ahead on that? Because I, I would guess, I would guess they would be to the Rams, you know, somewhere between the three and the seven, and then to the Niners, probably, I don't know, three point dogs. Then? I'll have to re-effort yeah. because my brain has eliminated Cincinnati from yes. making the no. Super Bowl at this rate. I understand. But it, I actually wouldn't mind a, a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. I would love to take the Bengals and the points against the 49ers and uh that 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 Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl versus Jimmy Garoppolo as a dog. Let's make that happen if if we have to. Jimmy Garoppolo on the doorstep of his second Super Bowl in three years. Jimmy Garoppolo with no touchdown passes career, nine and two, three and zero oh in the postseason. Just amazing. Um, okay, golf this weekend. What are you betting? What have you bet so far? Well, so it's nice. We we have the the Farmers Open in San Diego, and it starts today, ends on Saturday. Yes, we so should nice point that out PGA. to people. That's right. Yeah, it, it's so nice of the PGA to to you know get out of the way of the the the, the championship games. But you know um, what? That that's such that's such a good move on golf's part. And I, by the way, even the golfers participating are probably pumped about. They that, all want right? to go watch too, of yeah. course. Yeah, well, don't make them go out and play. You know, I get it. Um, Maverick McNeely, 60 to one. I bet top 10 plus five fifty. Uh, I, I like Maverick McNeely. I'm going to keep betting him till he breaks through and gets, gets a win. You can get that 66 to one number at BetMGM. That's better than my 60. Uh, besides that, I really like Dustin Johnson just at the, the 20, I see 22 to one at BetMGM. I've seen his highest 25 to one. And I'm, I'm, I'm just like Dustin Johnson, 25 to one, you know, John Rahm's under 10. Give me, give me Dustin Johnson. Haven't we, know, haven't that, we that said number. before anytime Dustin Johnson gets in the twenties, it's almost auto bettish. Exactly. I mean, he's, yeah. it might not win, but I'll, I'm happy to, to back Dustin Johnson in twenties. Um, that's that's basically the extent of my farmer's insurance over over in Dubai. <laughs> I'm still still looking for for I, a couple long shots. I knew there was more. Um, haven't haven't played much there. I did I did bet Nikolai Hogard for like a hundred or two hundred bucks. He was like sixty to one. But uh, besides that, I haven't uh, haven't haven't got much going on in Dubai this week. This this last event they had in Abu Dhabi was was actually fantastic. I'm not sure they're going to follow it up with a great event this week. Um, Jeff, in Dubai, put, that, but... put that in the newsletter. Nikolai Hogard in Dubai. Jeff newsletter. Visa.com yeah, slash Nikolai Hogard. <laughs> I love it. So wait. So what are your primary bets in these days? If you're if you're sparse football ish, little sparse golf. What are you doing these days? Football, golf. I mean, I make some basketball bets that are awful. You know, they're, they're, I'm not a winning NBA better by any means. <laughs> right. Um, so, so I don't, I don't focus on that. Then, um, mostly this time of year, it's just picking off random, you know, it was Africa cup of nations for a week. Yep. And the series Caribe starts on Friday. We get three baseball games a day, every game, every day, Friday to Tuesday or Friday to Wednesday. So oh. plenty of betting opportunities, uh, coming up in baseball, hopefully this uh, next week. 
Let's uh, let's talk about that after the break, if we would, because I want to get your your whole baseball offseason thing. I want to get your thoughts on the upcoming baseball season, if there will be one, how you will handle futures uh, in that as well, uh, because that's, uh, boy, baseball can just get its act together. Again, the greatest tweet of the weekend, Dan Heron, former major leaguer, in the middle of the in the middle of the Bills and Chiefs doing this masterpiece of the NFL, Dan Heron with the tweet. Just a reminder, baseball's in a lockout, you know. And then the baseball <laughs> and then the baseball writers association keeping bonds and Clemens out again in favor of someone like David Ortiz. Uh, we'll come back more with Jason Weingarten. Find out what he's talking about on the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. Baseball cards, anyone? That might be part of it as well. Coming back, numbers game, VEASAN, the sports betting betting network, and Lombardi, Michael Lombardi, to come as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way. Too many to name that vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Skill Alexander, we get tweets beating the book. Chris Hartman, great talk with Zabin yesterday. Steve Zabin, kind enough to join us on the show yesterday. Uh, he said, had a had a heated bar discussion Monday about overtime. Shared Steve's points with my buddy yesterday. Quote, I can get on board with that. I appreciate having a rational new perspective. Thanks again. Uh, love having Steve Zabin on the show. Glad to have him on yesterday. The greatest radio voice in the history of Washington, D.C. And now applying uh, his trade in Milwaukee primarily. A uh, whole bunch of people with OT ideas. This is the, the biggest themes of the week. Everybody's got an overtime plan to change overtime. Some simple, some not so simple. And then the other ones are all about the Barry Bonds thing. Because uh, I tweeted out again stuff that I've said year after year about the subject. Uh, Johnny Carrasco, I agree 100%. Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Best baseball player I've ever watched. I went to many Bay Area games when he played and when he was at bat. It was unlike anything else. The whole stadium would stop and watch. Didn't matter if you were a Giants fan or not. This is a, by the way, we got about 25 Barry Bonds tweets. I won't read them all. But the reason I wanted to read that one is that little point he made there. Anybody who attended any Barry Bonds games, that's exactly what would happen. You would plan your entire eating schedule at the ballpark, 
and whatever it was you were going to do around Bonds at bats. And it was this incredible phenomenon when when Bonds would would be at the plate, everybody would be in their seats. And as soon as <laughs> as soon as that half inning ending, everybody would clear out and get food. The lines would be massively long. It's just it, it's just unbelievable that these pretentious, hypocritical writers, uh, boomers, just want to keep the greatest of all time out of the Hall of Fame. What a ridiculous thing. It's just a joke. And I said it years ago, I'll say it again. There shouldn't even be a Hall of Fame then. And I'm getting to the point, Jeff. I'm getting to the old man point. You know how some people get on there and be like, I don't ever want to talk about baseball again. I'm never talking about the sport again. After the 94 strike, some people took that approach. I'm not there yet. But I kind of understand. It's the old Chris Rock thing. I don't agree, but I kind of understand. Jason Weingarten is here from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. Uh, Jason, baseball is your favorite sport in the world, your favorite sport to bet. Um, With a potential lockout situation, how are you going to approach futures? Are you going to sort of look to see if there are win percentage futures as opposed to season wins? Like, what what do you anticipate there? won't change much for me on on how I approach futures and where I, I particularly determine there's value. Um, but if there is no MLB or there's a delay to MLB, there still is going to be minor league games. Like minor league players are going to spring training because they're not part of the union. So baseball will be played one way or the other. Um, not Not super worried about it. I'm, I'm even not, I'm not particularly worried that we're going to lose very many games. If, if we lose, you know, spring training <clears throat> because the uh, players aren't united players, you know, a lot of them don't save enough money to miss paychecks once the season rolls around. So I expect the union to essentially cave the closer we get to April um, and take whatever deal they get. Um, so we'll have baseball one way or the other. We will one way or the other. We have the Caribe series, as you talked about. So is there a specific team or team, or would you plan on giving these picks out on your podcast coming come Friday? If there were futures, I would definitely bet, you know, pretty much whatever the, the number was on the, the Dominican team, the Gigantes to, to win. So, so the way that the series Caribe works is the, the winning team from the top uh, winner leagues all, all play in a tournament to be, you know, crown the champion of all those leagues essentially. So the, uh, the representative of the Dominican winter league, the Gigantes is by far head and shoulders, the best team in the tournament and the tournament happens to be held in Santa Domingo in the Dominican Republic. So obviously I'm betting the home team, you know, they're, they're going to win the tournament. I, I would be shocked if they don't, but there are no futures. So you, you definitely have to approach this on a game by game basis. Um, you know, handicap the pitching matchups and it's a tournament. So, you know, once a team's knocked out of, of the next round, you, you know, that there's, you know, situations where they're not going to pitch their best pitchers and stuff. So you have to approach tournament baseball slightly differently than the regular season, you know, how you would the MLB, but it's, it's very fun. It's, I enjoy that. It's a change of pace from watching boring three hour MLB games to see guys, you know, taking selfies oh, and jumping up and down. So great. It's it's really, it's really great. Different, you know, different personality wise. All right. And you will have daily picks on the wide world of wine garden podcast. Daily picks on wide world of wine garden. We'll talk about it. If I'm, if I'm on your show, I'll we'll probably talk about it on Twitter. Cause it's, you know, one, there's three games in a row, basically all day. Um, Love it. I'll be following them more or less. Uh, 
as long as I'm as long as I'm around, I'll be watching the baseball. All right, at Spreadopedia, at Spreadopedia, and uh, look for other things from Jason on Why World of Wine Garden, uh, possible oral histories of things that have happened in the sports betting world over the last five, ten years. I won't give it away, Jason, because I'm not sure if you're ready to give it away, but also you're going to do some creative things there as well. So we look forward to that. Yeah, should be should be pretty fun, especially the the closer we get to baseball season. I plan on having guests eventually and having you know interesting conversations as Sweet. opposed to me just talking to myself. Oh, we like that too, Jason. Appreciate it, <laughs> man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always fun, Jason Weingarten. Everybody at Spreadopedia is where you can follow him on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, in studio, the other co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there ever was, Brady Cannon. How you doing, man? Wednesday, yeah, inside man. a numbers game. Golf well, season must be here. Well, here's the weird thing again. And, I, and by the way, I, I buried the headline. For those who don't know, the Farmers Insurance Tournament begins today. Yeah. Begins in like less uh, than an 39 hour. 39 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so, and the reason is, as we just talked about, is, is a concession to the NFL. Which I have to applaud the PGA Tour once again. Yes. They get it, right? You the, guys were just talking about baseball. Baseball is uh, stubborn in its ways, right? The, the PGA Tour, they adjusted their whole schedule a couple years ago. They end their season at the end of August, right when football is beginning. They understand. And here they are adjusting a tournament starting on Wednesday, finishing on Saturday, because they know they don't want to compete with Championship Sunday in the NFL. And I made the point, I was like, and if I'm one of the players playing this tournament, I'm like, sweet, I get to watch right. football. <laughs> yeah, they're football fans, too. Uh, all right, so Farmers Insurance. Uh, first of all, have you been betting golf the first couple weeks of the of this calendar year? Yeah, I, I started in Kapalua and actually hit Cameron Smith. Oh, um, nice. The Long Shots crew was on quite a run. We had Cameron Smith at Kapalua, and then Humans hit Hideki at the Sony. Uh, the streak ended last week at the American Express, but I kind of treat those first three weeks like a preseason in the NFL. I kind of just want to see where everybody is after the fall wraparound season, how things are going in 2022, and Tory Pines is always when I jump in head first and, uh, you know, and kind of dumb down the units for those first three weeks, just kind of tread water did hit cam Smith. So that was a nice start, but, um, now we go, now we go head first. So. All right. Let me ask you about one guy. We'll get your picks here after the break, but I want to ask you about one guy because he's come up in different ways. Now you just mentioned humans had Hideki. Yeah. Um, okay. So with apologies to, to Matt on that pick, generally when we're on primetime action, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, they model golf too. Yes. And they, and I, I sort of, I asked them about this and they totally cop to it. They're like, I, I say to them, I go, why does Hideki never come up in your model? Right. Mm-hmm. Why does it? And they're like, oh no, I mean, the reason is, and the reason is they say is because historically we may have seen this change now early in the year, which is my question to you. Historically, his putting has never been a strength. True. So now we've, now obviously won the masters last year. Um, we see this year that all of a sudden he had this ridiculously good putter when he won the tournament. Yes. Does that make you a little portent of, of whether you have him in this tournament or not, but does that make you view him in a different way? Because for whatever reason, he seems to, and again, apologies to your crew, if it's not the case, but he seems to get forgotten to those that I talk to on a weekly basis. Well, I don't think anybody had him for the masters, you know, no. that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I knew some people were on him for the Sony because he showed some signs at Kapalua the week before, played pretty well over there. And yes, historically, he has not been a very good putter, but 
He can get very streaky. He's always putted very well at Augusta National, and he's always putted uh, pretty darn well on Bermuda grass greens, which, of course, the Sony has where he won, and, and he had an outlier performance putting that week. But you recall, he's also won the Phoenix Open and contended there many times, and that's a Bermuda surface as well. So I think you kind of have to pick your spots. By and large, he is a ball striker, you know, a great total driver, long and straight iron player, and, and the short game has always been his bugaboo, but, you know, it, it, he's still a world-class player. I mean, you know, did very well in the Olympics. Only, I mean, only John Rahm and Justin Thomas are shorter shots to win this tournament. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, he is, he is certainly one of the world's best, but it's always the putting that you wonder about, and... You know, so far, so good with the flat stick for Hideki Matsuyama in 2022. Yeah, I just wonder if we see if we see that happen one more time, if all of a sudden he's he's front of mind in a way that probably, you know, he should have been all along kind of thing, if not for that. Well, he, he's just never been a great putter. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, if he's, you know, worked on his putting in the offseason, I don't know for sure, but he's sure off to a good start. We'll get Brady's NFL thoughts and all of his golf picks, Farmer's Insurance, his uh, short shots, his long shots, medium shots, all of that. Uh, Brady Cannon right here in studio on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. It's our all new Big Game Big Dance special, providing VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. One of the most exciting betting times of the year. So don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Makes sense. Visit VSIN.com slash big deal to sign up today. Gil Alexander, Brady Cannon in studio. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Las Vegas Golfer. For all your golfing needs, hit up Brady at Tea Times USA. Uh, we were just saying off air, you and I were talking about the, the bonds being kept out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, a couple great points which come up, which is one, yes, Bud Selig, who's in the Hall of Fame, sort of alluded to this yesterday, they marketed the whole sport using this dude and then just discarded him like trash. Well, and McGuire and Sosa, you remember yeah. that summer. It yeah. was, the, it, it was yeah. the most exciting thing at sp in sports at that time. And baseball rode that like a, you of know. Of course. And, and now. That's what got Bonds mad. Bonds looked at those guys. Right. He's like, oh, Wait really? Okay, you're you, going to do that? Let me show watch you. Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, uh, and, and I love what Clemens said. I've put the Hall of Fame in the review mirror 10 years ago, and I'm kind of that way, too. Yeah. And Ortiz, because he's likable, sails in despite oh, yeah, the positive sure. test. It's just incredible. We let good guys in now. But sure. Not guys that Papa make us mad. <laughs> Keenan Thompson invitation of him once there. Okay. Um, football, before we get to your golf picks. Football, did you make any bets this weekend? First of all, I how'd have. your football season go? Pretty good. Um, made a run. I, I actually had to turn in the Circa Millions contest in week four. I went 0-5. And, and so I turned, and I started going for the booby prize, mm -hmm. and I finished inside the top 40. I hit 60%. Oh! Yeah, I mean, they don't obviously pay out 50 places there. Right. You got you yeah. got to be number one. But, um, you know, inside the top 40, I, I hit 60%. Picking losers. Picking losers. Maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> Just as good as picking winners. It is. It, for some reason, to me, mentally, it seems easier to pick a loser. It's that's like, that's a bad-looking game. I'm on that, you know? <laughs> um, what did, did you make any bets for this weekend? Uh, I did. I've made one bet, and uh, I do have a conference future on the 49ers, so oh, I'm hoping that comes out. What number? Out. 
Seven to one. I bet it before the season started. Yeah. Um, I have the Rams plus 650 from before the season to win the NFC there as you well. Go. Yeah. Right around the same number. Yeah. Um, one of those bets, it should be pointed out, one of those bets that as soon as you say it, I know that there's a certain portion of the audience that goes, oh, you could have gotten so much better. Yeah, number. I mean. I, I want to point this out about sports bets too, right? Like, anyone who says that is acting like they only get the best of it all the time. Sometimes, in the Shohei Otani example is a great I- idea. I was thrilled to get the last four to one mm, on him in town. Sure. Right? Because I knew, I was like, hey, w- w- let's fast forward a couple months. I'm going to be thrilled to have the four to one. Yeah, it wasn't the 33 to one. You, I'm going to scoff at the four to one. I'm not going to play it. it. It was such a, you know, slam dunk to me. This is a great example. Yeah, I don't have the best number, but I'm thrilled with my Rams number right now. Yeah, I mean, it was the best number I could find before the season started. Uh, during the season, I understand they got as high as 200 to one. But, uh, you know, that's when you're looking at a team going, yeah, sure, I think they have a shot at 200 to one. I mean, so, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm sitting okay right now. I mean, they're less than that right now to win the conference, right? There's also something to that in a way that we don't talk about, which is we're, we're obviously involved. We're hamsters on a wheel during the NFL season. Every day we're in here, we're just, you know, we've seen the games the day before. Uh, we're humans like anybody else. Recency bias, we try to fight against it. There's something about, you know, the one thing I always say that there, there's no extra points in making a pick before the season. You can get a better number during the season. But but there's another way to say that, reverse, which is sometimes you're unduly influenced by the weekly roller coaster of an NFL season. Maybe for some people it is better to get a number at the beginning of the year and just sit back and let all of that shake out. Yeah, there, there were times I, I made uh, a handful of uh, conference future bets before the season started, and there were times during the season where uh, I got off of it, you know, and I, I bet the other side just in a regular season game kind of to get my money back because I, I knew that team wasn't – the Carolina Panthers, for instance. I had them at about 50 or 60 to 1, 55, somewhere in there uh, prior to the season starting. I really expected a good season out of them. They start off 3-0. and I'm like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you, we all know what happened. So I found a way to get off that. I did that with a couple of others. But uh, I was left with the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the 49ers, and I'm down to one. So no play this weekend on anything? Oh, well, I did, I did make a play. I, I actually went to a seven-point teaser to get to some key numbers. Uh, tease the Bengals up to 14 and the Niners to 10 and a half. Both of the dogs you took there. Yes. Seven-point teaser. Okay, golf, farmer's insurance. John Rom, the short shot at plus 650. Everybody else double digits. Start with JT. Where did you end up here? Um, I did not uh, land on the favorites. Rom, Thomas, Hideki, Xander, Bryson DeChambeau's been getting some interest. I saw him as low as 13 to 1 today. And again, they'll tee off in about 25 minutes. But uh, I took a shot with Scotty Scheffler. So did uh, my colleague Matt Humans. Um, I looked at total driving this week. This is a big boy golf course, oh, yeah. right? It's over 7,700 yards, the south course at Torrey Pines. And so I looked at how guys do at big tough golf courses like Quail Hollow where they play the Wells Fargo, Harding Park where they had the PGA Championship in 2020, Beth Page Black, Winged Foot, you know, these big boy major championship venues. And Scotty Scheffler, fourth at Harding Park uh, for the 2020 PGA, finished seventh here at Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open last year. Um, so I like Scotty Scheffler at 27 to 1. Uh, took a shot with Will Zalatoris. Uh, the youngster uh, is 
small as he is, he can really bang the ball. One of the best ball strikers in the world, maybe only next to Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas. Zala Torres, a tremendous iron player. And if you look at how he's done at these big boy tracks, seventh here at the Farmers Insurance last year, 10th at winged foot. He was second at the Masters, a top 10 finish at the PGA at Kiowa. Um, and he is a California kid. A lot of people don't realize that about Zala Torres, but he grew up in San Francisco. So I think he's going to be more familiar than a lot of guys in the field with the Poana Greens. Uh, took a shot uh, with Justin Rose, some of my longer shots. Justin Rose is another guy who has had success at these big tracks. He calls Torrey Pines one of his favorite golf courses in the world. He has a third, a third, and a fifth place finish at Quail Hollow where they play the Wells Fargo, played a PGA there that Thomas won in 2017. And of course, he has a win here at Torrey Pines just a few years ago does Justin Rose and had a really lousy year last year, but he showed pretty good form last week at the American Express. Uh, had one bad round, but had three rounds that he carted in the 60s and ended up finishing tied for 33rd. So uh, took a shot with Justin Rose. Aaron Wise, a, a local Las Vegan here, got him at 80 to 1. Great in total driving, great in ball striking, pretty decent in scrambling. If he can find a hot putter this week, I think he ought to fare well as well. And this is another guy who's had great success at Quail Hollow, has a ninth, an 18th, and a second at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo. And then Alex Noren, the short game won't be a, uh, a problem for this guy. Got Alex Noren at 100 to 1. You might even be able to find higher than that, but he lost in a playoff here at Torrey Pines to Jason Day. Um, if he can get the driver going and keep it in the fairway, I think Alex Noren will be around as well. The one bet I really liked, and I got a great price, 135 to 1 at Charlie Hoffman. And I saw him dip down all the way to like 75 to 1, but he withdrew yesterday. Mm. So I get my money back, but I was uh, I was really counting on a good performance by Charlie Hoffman this week. So funny you bring up Alex Noren. I actually texted somebody about Alex Noren the other day. Like, whatever happened to Alex? Like, there was a moment there where you thought he might sort of rise. I agree. I, yeah. yeah, he looked like the next comer. And then not so much. Well, I mean, he's pretty yeah. solid, right? But and, he's, and a good Ryder Cup player. And but we and thought again, like super. We we thought you know top tier level. Sure, yeah, sure. And he's and and I think again, it's it's the off the tee game that has probably hindered him. His short game is stellar. What uh, this is my favorite question to ask you every week with all these tournaments. Who's the guy that if he wins or if you see him up on the up on the leaderboard late late on? I got to rejigger the uh, the yeah, days late on late Saturday, on Saturday <laughs> for the final round. Are you going to hate yourself the most for not betting? I thought about Francesco Molinari. He had a nice week last week. He's another guy that plays big boy golf course as well. He's just been out of form for a while now, really. Ever since he crumbled to Tiger Woods at the Masters, he's never made it quite back, and it looks like he's showing some signs of getting there. I thought about him. Um, I thought about Bryson DeChambeau, and, and Wes Reynolds is on Bryson DeChambeau, and, and we encourage people to check out the Long Shots podcast. Yes, please um, do. You know, that's picks from Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, and myself. Wes, of course, does his picks for the European Tour as well. And when we go into the Long Shot season, we also bring on some tremendous guests. Dan Rappaport of Golf Digest was our guest for this particular week. He always usually kicks off the season for us at Torrey Pines. He's a Southern California guy, so great insights from him as well. Uh, but I highly encourage taking a listen to Long Shots before you make your golf picks week in and week out. And that's usually out on Tuesdays by about 5 p.m. 
p.m. Pacific. And when the tour goes to uh, the majestic Rock Creek Golf Course in northwest D.C., you'll have me on as well. I can't wait Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. We try and be regional with our guests. <laughs> the majestic fourth <laughs> hole for anybody who's ever played that is essentially a tee box, a square of grass, and a hole, <laughs> a hole at the other end. Oh, Don't forget beautiful. the whole cart. That's right. Uh, Brady, appreciate it as always. A tradition unlike any other. Brady Cannon on a numbers game on Wednesdays. Look forward to it, man. Look forward to it. Even golf though just getting started. Golf in 20 minutes. Keep in mind, everybody. Uh, get those in while you can. Pre-flop. Thank you, sir. At Las Vegas Golfer for Brady, by the way. Michael Lombardi. Next, football questions. A numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, <clears throat> pardon me, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet, plus you'll earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. By the way, Brady Cannon adding a couple head-to-heads for the Farmers Insurance Open, which uh, tees off here in about 15 minutes. He's got Scotty Scheffler at plus 105 over Sung J M. M, who seemingly never misses a tournament, not missing this one. And then Justin Rose, minus 115 over Christian Bazadenhut. Just wanted to say Bazadenhut. Those are his two matchups for the tournament. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the Lombardi line at the top of the hour. Gridiron Genius is the name of the book. GM Shuffle, the name of his podcast. At M Lombardi NFL, it's the great Michael Lombardi. How you doing, Michael? I am doing great, Gil. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. The greatest pro football weekend of our lives. The greatest Sunday of our lives, maybe? Non-Super Bowl category? You know, it was so entertaining. There was so much to talk about and so much to analyze and so much to move, you know, to uh, 
to break down that it, you know, it just was one game after another. It was really compelling. And it was here we are on Wednesday and we're still talking about it. I don't see how the, the conference championship uh -oh. games could even <laughs> compare no to what we witnessed. That's and right. the fact that we're not going to get four weeks, we're not going to get four games. We're down to two. It makes it somewhat sad. I'm a little depressed. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little depressed. Let me just one question about last week. The, of all the coaching decisions, whether it's defensive X's and O's, whether it's t game management, you know, calling timeouts, not calling timeouts, because there's really, there's, there's something in each of these categories. What was the single biggest blunder, in your opinion? Well, I mean, without a doubt, the, uh, the, the mismanagement of 13 seconds. To me, that was as bad as it gets. You know, I mean, the fact that, that earlier in the game, Gil, after they scored their first touchdown, Buffalo kicked the ball off to Pringle. He caught it at the one-yard line. He then ran it out to the 26, and they took seven seconds off the clock. The fact that Pringle was the only back back there. You know, it wasn't Tyreek Hill. So you weren't having to kick away from Tyreek Hill. You were going to kick it to Pringle. Now, I'm sure if it would have been close to the goal line, Pringle would have stayed in there because they told him to. But if you kicked it to the five, Pringle was going to come out. And that just meant one less play that the ball was going to be in Patrick Mahomes' hand. Then, I don't know what defense you were running. They were playing off coverage like they were had worried about giving up a touchdown when we knew that if they got the ball somewhere at the 40-yard line, the guy could make a 54, 55-yarder. So to me, you know, McDermott can talk about no execution. And I think McDermott's a really good coach, but I think in this situation, he had the game won. And he, he let it slip away. Yeah. I've been talking about mortar kicks on this show for years, man. It's just, it's just oh, it's going to kill the Bills for the rest of their lives. They, they can never get it back. It's just, oh, I feel so bad for them. Sick for Josh It's Allen. really hard. Yeah. And, and I mean, I feel bad because they had such a great chance. I mean, I've never seen a team score more touchdowns when the defense falls down. I mean, the first touchdown, Gabriel <laughs> Davis, the, the, yes. the two defenders run into each other. And then the second touchdown, you know, I mean, he gets a deep pass. And then the third touchdown, nobody covers him over the middle of the field. And then the fourth touchdown, the guy fell down again. Let me ask you your instinct, Michael, because yours is as good as anybody's on these things because we eventually can bet on – sometimes we can – for some of this, we can bet on it now in faraway places. But eventually we hope to bet on some form on these things. Sean Payton steps down after 16 years yesterday with the New Orleans Saints. Do you believe, do you take him at his word that he is going to go away for a year, maybe TV, before he reenters, Or do you think there's a possibility that Jerry Jones might make him an offer that he can't refuse and that the Saints will be forced to make a trade of some sort? Well, I think, you know, he has years on a contract. He may have one. He may have three. Nobody's, you know, people say he has three. Uh, but I do think when you put that contract in the drawer, when you still have remaining years on your contract, uh, the team still owns your rights. You just can't quit and then go somewhere else or else chaos would, would ensue around the National Football League. So I really think Sean has burnout. I reported this on my podcast two weeks ago and said that, you know, he was the word around the league was he was thinking about quitting. I got destroyed, destroyed by all the Saint fans telling me I had no, val I had no uh, knowledge of the league and that his, there, he was always going to coach them. Well, 
it didn't happen that way. So my sense of it is I think he really wants a year off. It's been a long year for Sean. They, went, they start out with the hurricane, COVID, all these things. Now he's looking at his, at his personnel board and he sees, you know, the, no left tackle. Armstead wants $25 million, The quarterback only he loves. You know, what am I going to do with Michael Thomas? Where am I going here? I think it's a really challenging job. Yeah. Um, is your instinct when he does come back, whenever that day is, that the Cowboys are an overwhelming favorite to be the landing spot? I would think so. I mean, he loves Dallas, and he lo- and Jerry Jones loves him. And I think it's interesting to listen to Jerry talk now. Mm-hmm. You know, how much he patronizes Coach Belichick in his talking. You know, that I think he kind of has come to have this revelation about having people that truly understand how to fix a team during the season. It's one of my criticisms of, of Matt LaFleur. I mean, like, at what point did Matt LaFleur ever adjust his special teams? Right. What, you know, and people say, well, you know, he's not, you know, and then I just read a tweet the other day where he was like going to research whether he should put starters on the special teams. Like, Matt, you're the head coach. People <laughs> are thinking you're the coach of the year. Some people actually think you're the best coach in the National Football League. <laughs> like it's what, 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 you know, and, and this is what we get. I mean, look, I, I think uh, it's a challenge. If you can't fix a problem during the season. A legitimate problem, and if it's only a, if it's a talent problem, then replace the talent because the special teams players are the back end of the roster. I have noticed. It's funny you bring up that thing with Jerry Jones and Belichick. I did notice that where he did throw in randomly Belichick, and it says, "Well, the guy in New England, of course, you know, notwithstanding that kind of thing." Um, okay, what about Tom Brady? Your instinct? I, I'm in. Te- I'm on team retirement. I think he's gone. You? I think he is too. I, I don't. I, I shouldn't say that because people say, "Well, you." T-. No, I have not talked to him about this subject. But I would say, just based on the body language, based on everybody's body language at the game, based on his commentary after the game, I think it's probably seventy thirty that he retires. And if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I'm saying to myself, if Leftwich gets this Jacksonville job, which some people are reporting, some are reporting he's not, then do you let Bowles just walk out of there? I mean, then it's going to be a rebuilding job down in, down in Tampa. You, Kyle Trask isn't going to be the starter next year, and certainly Blaine Gabbard isn't. Where are they going? And if you're Bruce Arians and you're just going for your Achilles surgery, you might want to call him, Gil, and give him some advice. I will. That, you know, uh, what do you, you really want to come back and, re, and this is going to be a rebuild. Would you let Bowles just walk out the door? You can say what you want about the last 45 seconds of that game, and we can do a documentary on that oh, as well. Yes, we but can. Bowles is still a good coach, but would you just let him walk out? Yeah, so much of a documentary, including the Sean McVay timeout randomly <laughs> there for no reason. Um, I mean, yeah. Sean, I tell you, Sean gets away because he's such a good ex. Sean's not a good game manager. Right. He's just really not. You know, he doesn't let the play clock run down when he should, doesn't really know who his opponent is at times, and then, you know, gives the ball to a guy who fumbled earlier in the game at the most critical point of the game. Yeah, it's one thing for Vrabel to be loyal to Henry, perhaps, to a fault, but McFay to Akers didn't make much sense. It was like, why, why, do you, why are you insistent on this? Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Aaron Rodgers, your instinct is gone? You know, I know that, you know, they're probably tired of dealing with them, but what's their solution? I mean, you know, it's the old story about Bob Knight when he would go play LSU and he saw Shaq on the court and he said, I look at all that talent and then I see Dale Brown and I think, okay, everything's going to be all right. (laughs) Well, when if you're the Packers, you think, oh, my God, if we look, I look at Jordan Love, is it going to be okay? That's hilarious. Do we really want to go on with Jordan Love? Uh, Do we? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I mean, we'll find out how we'll find out if Pro Football Focus is right that Matt Lafleur is the best coach in the National Football League. We're going to find that out if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Well, my instincts tell me that he's not. In- incredibly, and this is what we were saying when when Matt Lafleur was the short shot in the NFL betting market coach of the year for like a three week period. I'm like, why? Like, how is this? How does this make any sense when you have Vrabel and Taylor and all these I- other guys? Well, I mean, you know, look, Taylor's another one. I mean, he, I mean, Gil, I've never seen a team give up nine sacks and get their quarterback beaten up like he did and still win the it's game. Incredible. It's remarkable. It's incredible. And they never changed the protections. They never, you know, some of it was on on Burrow, but some of it was on the staff. I mean, it was it wasn't pretty. I, Not, there was as good as the games were. There was a lot of things that could have been different. All right, I know you're going to talk about this on the Lombardi line here. 30 seconds, though. Your instincts for these two games this week from a betting perspective would be? Uh, I love Kansas City. I think, I mean, I think the, the, the glass slipper is going to fall off the Chiefs, fall off the Bengals. And I, I'm going to go with the you know, toss-up. I think the 49ers defense played so well last week, I think it continues. Yeah. Sadly, I'm with you on that second one, even though I have a Rams future. I would take the Niners in the points. Michael, thank you as always, sir. Thank you, Gil. Michael Lombardi, everybody, at M. Lombardi. At, oh, at the top of the hour, he hosts the Lombardi line with Dave Ross, baby. It's coming up on VEASAN. The great Dave Ross, who's raising his fist in the air, it should Woo! be noted. There, he's, he's on board with that. Uh, coming up, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.